Good morning. This is Coffee with the Sarlos, and I'm Karen. Good morning. I'm Kelly. What are we going to talk about today, Kel? I'd like to brag about you, <laughs> if that's okay. Okay. We did a show a couple weeks ago with a hairstylist that you helped with second degree burns. And I had so much to add about things that you had done for me in terms of energy healing, but it was her show. It was her, it was her story. And I think it was an absolutely exceptional one, but I would also like an opportunity to share what your energy healing has done for me in, in two different instances. Okay. So do you want me to just tell the story or do you actually want to ask questions and kind of lead the interview? You tell the story and I'll ask questions and I'm going to jump in when I'm supposed to. Okay. And I'm going to tell them in reverse order because okay. one of them is just infinitely cooler than the other. Oh. So the other night I had asked you to do some ear candling and it's been years since you've done this for me. We learned from two actual RNs mm -hmm. who showed us exactly how to do the procedure, but it's been years since we've actually done it for one another. And I went to a local health food store and went to purchase the candles and they looked quite different than what we were used to but I just thought you know they wouldn't carry them if they weren't good so I, I purchased them and we or I laid down that night on the treatment table and you kind of set up to start the candling process and for anyone who doesn't know it's a wax candle that goes into the ear and you light the end of the candle and how long would you say it is about 10 mm -hmm. 10 12 inches mm-hmm so you light the end of the candle, obviously furthest away from the ear, and you insert the smaller tip into the ear, the, like the opening, and it creates a vacuum. So it, it essentially melts and then lifts the wax out of the ear and collects in the, in the bottom of a candle, mm -hmm. which sounds disgusting. It's absolutely cool. And so this was something that I needed done again because I've had some, some inner ear problems. But this candle was very different. You lit it the way you normally did, but it didn't burn the way the other candles that we were used to did. And the process is you're supposed to cut them and sort of just put that, that burnt wax into a pot of water. Okay, so can I explain then that there's a pot of water sitting beside your head? Yeah. And that there's also um, scissors. And the way that I was taught by the nurses was that you would, the little part that's of the candle that gets burnt when you go to cut it with the scissors is so sticky and gooey from the wax that it sticks to the the scissors to the scissors so you don't like I'd never in all the years and all my god I've done this dozens and dozens of times that it for different people that it doesn't um, fall onto the person it sticks to the scissors and then I would take the scissors and dunk them into the water with that piece and I have to pull it off so, uh, or sometimes it will fall off once it's sitting in the water or you have to scrape it against the side of the bowl. And, and the end that gets burnt becomes very limp, but it still stays a part of the candle. It just yeah. looks like it's been sort of used. Yeah. So that's the process we were used to. Those are the textures that we'd been used to. And I, you, you initially put the candle in my ear and it was warm and that was a little bit shocking because I hadn't had that sensation in a while. And then you went to make the first cut, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And instead of things going limp and as we've just described, it actually like flaked off or bounced off. It just dropped right onto you. I don't even know how to describe it because it was so it was unusual. Stiff. It was, yeah, 
instead of the wax being soft and sticking to the scissors when you go to cut, it just literally, it was almost like paper. It just literally fell. So it fell on my cheek, very close to where my ear is, where the ear connects to the, the cheek, and very close to where my hair is, because I have a lot of baby hair there. Anyway, it landed right on my face. You pulled back immediately, dumped the other, mm-hmm. you know, the lit end in the water, mm-hmm. and I started slapping the part of my face well, to get the, off. Yeah, the flame yeah. out. And... I didn't think anything of it at first. I just thought, okay, we tried a new a new product. No big deal. No one's fault. And I didn't feel much. Mm-hmm. It was just sort of like if, if you're, you know, if you've ever used a straightener and you've kind of come too close to your head, it sort of felt like that initial burn and then it kind of subs- subsides. Mm-hmm. But about five minutes later, there was a significant burn on my face. Mm. It turned red too. Yeah. And it was probably the size of like a toonie. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. No, I maybe maybe a little smaller. Okay. But significantly red. Mm-hmm. So I had applied ice to it right away. Mm-hmm. And you had given me some aloe. Mm-hmm. And then you did your energy healing. Mm-hmm. And you did two sessions of it. So the first one, I laid on your bed on my side the way I, I did when you uh, when we were doing the candling. And I watched, I I sort of kind of blocked my eyes for reasons that we'll talk about in a moment, but I watched you out of my peripheral move your hands quite a bit and and it looked like pulling energy. And I'm just trying to describe it because I I know what you're doing, but listeners may not. So there was a lot of movement of the hands and pulling of the energy and sort of almost like threads being pulled out. That's how I see it. Okay. So what would you say about five or 10 minutes of that? Oh yeah, no more. Okay. Okay. And then I said, thank you. We parted ways. You went to bed. I came down and watched a show. And then I went to bed fairly early. And I had goggles on. And I get a text message from you saying, I'm working on your on your burn. Mm-hmm. So what did you see at this second point of energy healing? When I went to bed, I laid down, turned the lights out in the room. And I saw what I see all the time on the ceiling and all over the walls in the bedroom, um, all kinds of sparkles and colors. I really felt bad about burning you. So I thought, I'm going to see if I can take the sparkles and the colors and the shapes in the room and play with them and see if I can heal the burn on the face. And because it had worked so well prior with Andre Ann, I wanted to try it again. So I played with them. I put my hands up in front of me, far away, and I just watched my hands to see if the sparkles would come through my hands and what they would do. And I saw the geometric shapes come into my hands. So they first were like up on the ceiling, then they're like in the air in the room, and then the geometric shapes and colors go into my hands. I watched that for a little while, and then I thought, oh, I'm going to take my hands and put them over my eyes and close my eyes and look into my eyes like I'm watching TV. Look into your eyes or your hands? Look into my closed eyelids. Okay. But my hands are on top of them. So it's layers. I'm looking into my eyelids like I'm watching them, like I'm watching TV. My hands are over top of them. So can I see through my closed eyelids the geometric shapes that are in my hands? Behind that, that are in the room and on the ceiling. I could. 
So I just kept playing with the geometric shapes and colors, which is just something I've been doing just for decades, just for so long. I can't even, I don't know when I didn't do it. I'm just starting to be more curious about it in like the last 10 years. So I played with them for a while and I just heard you're done. (laughs) And that, you know, somebody says, well, who said that to you? Well, I would just say my spirit guides because they're the ones that always say shit to me. Well, and then I got a text saying, I'm done. (laughs) Okay. And I fell right to sleep. And I always love to mention sleep when we talk about energy healing because you are, I'll say, very well known for putting grown men to sleep, even in like during sessions. Maybe Mm -hmm. I should even say, especially in sessions where they're resistant or nervous and, and things like that. And I have said to you on multiple occasions when I've been in pain, I need you to put me to sleep tonight. Yeah. And I was in bed. I think you thought I was up still watching TV yeah, when did. you were doing the energy healing. I had actually gone to bed uh-huh. by myself and tried to lay down to sort of relax, thinking I wasn't going to sleep because uh-huh. of the burn and, and my eyes at this point. So again, which is a separate story, but I was out in probably five minutes. Oh, good. And even though the burn, you have a little bit of that throbbing sensation, I I just remember it being less and less, almost just like being lulled into sleep. Good. So I woke up this morning. There's not one mark on my face. I don't have one sensation of throbbing. There is zero evidence of a burn. Good. I'm glad. I'm Mm -hmm. glad that your face is just the beautiful face (laughs) that I know it is. Thanks. It's just, it's exciting because I, I mean, I woke up and I've been joking for the last little while that I wake up feeling pathetic just because of a different surgery I've gone through. But the burn on my face, because I'd put the aloe on, my hair got all stuck in it. So this morning when I was trying to pull the hair away, I was expecting, first of all, for it to hurt, to be stuck to a burn. I was also expecting to see the redness and perhaps it being deeper, right? And, um, with time and there's just nothing. It's just my face. Mm-hmm. And I just feel so excited and so blessed. I was curious when I got up this morning to see you, to see if the energy healing the night before had um, healed it to the point where there would be no mark or no scar, no uh, discoloration, anything. Or, or discomfort, yeah. which is the biggest thing for me. You oh, know, you yeah. can, it's in a spot where it wouldn't have been horribly devastating had it been permanent but it was it was significant to me to not be in any kind of pain yeah yeah so okay and I don't know if you wanted to ask questions or anything but I have a way cooler story now yeah you go ahead I'm good okay so this burn happened yesterday and that was on a Monday January 15th okay now my surgery happened on January 11th and this was for LASIK surgery so on eyes and I'm sure anyone who's hearing that can think oh god that must have been terrifying what was that like right because it's the eyes it's one of the most vulnerable things on your body so I had been nervous the night before leading up to it and I walked into your room that night when you had gone to bed and just said to you can you help me can you do energy healing on my eyes tomorrow because you weren't going to be there with me in Sudbury and that was also something I was nervous about of course you want to bring the energy healer with you Uh, so I had just asked that you do energy healing the night before to sort of get me prepped in a good place for it in terms of my eyes being ready, but also my mental and emotional state being ready for that as well. And you, I was just standing there and you very quickly said, yep, I'm in your eyes right now. There's green and purple. 
It's very calming. Just focus on that and you'll be you'll be comforted. And there's oh, there's bubbling around your eyes. I could see it on the ceiling again in my bedroom. I was just laying in the bed and I just remembered looking around and being told that it was your eyes. So again, if someone says, how do you know you were working on your daughter? How do you know you were doing this? Well, because the voice that I hear tells me what I'm doing. And I hear those voices constantly. They're kind, they're loving, they're gentle, they're intelligent. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good way to say it. They don't say to hurt people. So I hear these kind of three distinct pieces of information and I think, okay, great. I'll, I'll keep that in mind because as of right now, I can't affirm anything for you. I know nothing about the procedure itself. And so next day we said goodbye, drove to Sudbury and I went in. I'll kind of keep it brief because you can be descriptive about the whole thing. But when I went in for the actual procedure after exams, they tape down one eye. So they're just working with, with the ones. They started with my right. And they freeze the eyeball. They open it up. They tape around so that your, your lid isn't going to close. And then they use this device where, if anyone's seen a, a medical show, it isolates the eyeball. So essentially, it's the only thing in the field that the laser machine is working on, right? And the doctor just says to you, you're going to feel pressure. He did not lead with, you're going to see nothing, which was absolutely terrifying. So you feel this pressure and then everything goes black. And of course you panic. And and I'm thinking, my God, I, I could see somewhat good this morning. What did I just do to myself? And then he says, you're probably not seeing much. That's the way it's supposed to go. So I get a moment of, of brief relief thinking, okay, this isn't going to last too long. And then all of a sudden he says, you know, there's going to be a red dot. And sure enough, there, there it appears. He says, I need you to just focus on the red dot. And so I'm, I'm trying to stay calm. This, at this point, you're just feeling absolute panic. And for about two to three seconds, which also feels like forever when you're in surgery, I'm staring at this red dot. And then all of a sudden, underneath the red is this absolute neon green. Mm-hmm. And I remembered seeing it because, and it really does just appear. You don't, you can't describe it unless you've just, you know, or you don't know it unless you've just seen it. And so this neon green appears and I think, oh my God, that's what Karen said. She said there'd be green. And then I wondered about the purple and I thought, well, we'll just hang on to this one and and be comforted by that. So in my peripheral, I'm appreciating the green and I'm just trying to know that you've, you've been a part of this surgery and still focusing on the red. And then probably no less than 30 seconds later, Somehow the two colors morph while you're staring at it and the whole field of vision is purple. Mm. The green is still there. The red dot is still there to focus on, but the entire rest of the field fills in with purple and it's just so calming. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, cause you can't move. Someone's holding your head. Someone's holding your legs. And I just remembered freaking out with excitement being like, she was right. She was right. <laughs> she saw the green and the purple. Mm-hmm. I was beside myself and of course they don't want you to talk so I can't even share this with anyone Mm. and I guess about 20 seconds after that and it really is this fast because it's a two and a half minute procedure he says I'm going to apply some more drops it happens about 12 to 13 times throughout the whole the whole session because they have to keep freezing it over and over again he put a certain drop in my eye and he goes oh 
just give it a second. Your eye is experiencing a little bit of bubbling. And there, as I'm looking yeah. up at the ceiling, everything looks almost like your windshield filling up with, with raindrops, right? Yeah. And it, it really does feel like a bubble. Yeah. And he just says, give it le- literally two seconds and that will go away. Oh. And so I just thought one by one, I just ticked those three three things off. Yeah. And even though the body is still in shock, I'll, and I'll say probably very naturally because of what's actually going on. I just remembered thinking, holy fuck, mom did my surgery last night. Mm. And there was just a feeling of, okay, no matter how weird or grossed out or foreign this feels to the body, she went through, did the surgery and didn't see any complications, yeah. didn't see anything, you know, no road bumps or anything like that. None. So I thought, okay, in, in the next 30 seconds, I'm going to be in the clear. Yeah. And sure enough... They switch over, tape down your right eye, start with your left. There's the green, there's the purple, no bubbling on the left. Mm -hmm. And that was something I thought was really neat because I I suppose someone may say the bubbles were the the bump in the road, only happened on the right eye. Cool. Mm -hmm. That is so cool. I mean, you're totally traumatized afterwards and can't focus on anything else. But I just remember thinking, I have to get back to the hotel room, get positioned in bed and call her right away. I remember your call. Oh, I was just, uh, yeah. I remember when you phoned and told me that the colors were correct, the green, then the purple. And then I just remembered waiting, just kind of holding my breath and thinking, what about the bubbles? What about the bubbles? And then you told me that you had the bubbles in one eye. And I just remembered being so happy to be your mom. Oh, yeah. So happy to be able to do something because I think it's something that moms, dads, maybe every family member wants to do, every friend, when you love somebody and you know they're going to go through something that's challenging. Well, yeah. And I think it's the, you know, where where it tips over into wanting control and it can become a really negative thing because in a, in a situation like that, surgery 100% is out of your control. Yeah. For the average person. <laughs> because my mom did my surgery. <laughs> and, I mean, the doctor might be sitting there going, no, no, I did it. Yes. <laughs> and thank God he did. I'm certain he would. But what? And that's why people worry, right? I, and I think worry can come from a place, an honest place of wishing that you could do something for them. Yeah. And you really just have to accept that you can't. But in this situation, I just, I was so, there were so many emotions. I was relieved. I was excited, I was thankful, and baffled Yeah, that you had done it beforehand. Yeah, and I think it's important for people to know, I did not research this. I've never had this done. I've never heard another person say that this is what happens when you have LASIK surgery. This, You were the first person for me that I know of, consciously. Maybe people who I know have had it done, but they haven't told me. I didn't have any experience with that. Well, and this is another interesting piece, and I haven't spoken to anyone else in this much detail. You know, they tell you about a flap coming down over the eye, and they tell you different sensations, um, the smells that you're going to experience. But I may speak to someone and find out they didn't have green or purple, that that never happened. The only sure thing in that procedure that I would know of is the red dot, right? It's the only piece that they draw your attention to is please stare at the red dot. True. So... 
you know, I work with people who have had it done. They might say, no, no green, just a red dot and black. Hmm. Wouldn't that be interesting to find out from other people then if they get the same colors? I'd love it. Maybe in the questions and comments, that's what yeah. people can send in. It was just, and I mean, the colors, the colors weren't overly exceptional. Yeah. They were just so damn comforting after hearing that that's what I was going to experience. Mm. And that was another thing I wanted to say. The doctor doesn't say, please stare at the red light in spite of the green underneath it. He doesn't say your field will right. fill with purple, but keep, keep your focus on the red. So even in the procedure, there's no mention of other colors. Yeah. Okay. Like I say, I'm glad that you're pointing all of this out because I don't know anything about it. Yeah. I don't have any inclination as to what you should see or not see or feel or experience. You were the first person. Now, the extra cool piece for me, and I, I don't know how it gets extra cool after knowing your mom did the surgery. My whole life, you talk about you've seen geometric shapes and sparkles. I've seen pixels of red and blue. It's a very royal blue and a yeah. very, very primary red color. Yes. And those pixels always flew at me in when I closed my eyes at night oh I got that okay so yeah yeah that was my only experience of colors when I was a kid in terms of closing my eyes and they'd fly at me from kind right. of a distant black horizon and then they'd go past my head and I just enjoyed seeing them like snowflakes when you're driving in a car yeah and that's been my whole life and I've always really enjoyed that that night, or pardon me, that afternoon, because five minutes later when the freezing wears off and you're in an intense burning stage for five hours, my eyes are closed for those five hours. And those pixels started flying at my head and my whole field of vision changed to purple. And I mean, anyone who, who knows colors and how they mix red and red and blue give you the purple, right? Yeah. But this, like... How do you explain that these individual pixels where you can see a blatant red and a blatant blue, they've never blended before. Right. They blended into complete purple and that's all I saw whizzing at me. Uh-huh. And I know that you had said after the surgery, focus on the purple. It'll help you heal faster. Oh. Now I've been a little bit of a shit disturber since then because I have my one week follow up coming up and I've said to you, I want to see when my optometrist looks at my eyes, if he's going to say you're three months ahead of where you should be. Yeah. And I'm hopeful for it because of what you've done for Andre Ann. Hmm. I, I certainly don't expect it and I won't be disappointed in you. <laughs> Good to <laughs> if know. it's not, but I'm, I'm really interested. I'm really curious because if you can take a second degree burn and have her back to work in less than a month, why not? Yeah. Why not my eyes? Yeah. Well, and, and that to me, is what energy healing is and what, what medicine does and what science does and what hope does and love does and a whole bunch of things that we have to throw into the same pot. Mm -hmm. We can't put them in different pots anymore. The wonder and the magic have to go into everything together so that anything is possible. I'm still excited. <laughs> I, still, I still open this story when I'm telling people about, well, my mom did the surgery first. Oh, thank not, you. Not to take credit away from the excellent team of, of um, doctors and assistants, yeah. but it was but just remarkable. That's what I'm saying. We have to put everything into the same pot now. Hopefully society will, will catch on to this at some point. Yeah. If, if we, 
if we keep experiencing things. Mm-hmm. It was funny too because I was, you go for a follow up the next day where they take your goggles off, which is why I mentioned goggles um, beforehand. So the assistant who was assigned to me, she you know she was sitting with me that next day saying, and, and how are you feeling? How, how you know how did you experience last night? Or you know were you okay? And I said, oh yeah, my mom did the surgery before before the doctor did. And she just looked at me. Okay. <laughs> and, and I just thought, I don't, you know, sometimes... How could you not even be curious about that? Well, yeah, because I told her what I did. It was it was a oh. question that came up just as she was kind of making conversation in the initial exams and whatnot. And I just said, my mom had told me everything I was going to experience. And she said, oh, did your mom have the surgery? And I said, no, she's never... She's never had it. She just did energy healing before I came to Sudbury and told me mm-hmm. what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And she thought that was pretty damn cool, mm-hmm. as she should. <laughs> well, and hopefully we just keep seeing this as cool. And and um, the curiosity to me, the love and the playfulness are the combination that just is the right mix. Yeah. Yeah. Your intention. Mm-hmm. No matter who it is. I mean, I'm thrilled that it's you, but I mean, I was also thrilled it was Andre Ann. Yeah. And it's funny because I know going back to the small, small burn that I had, I remember you apologizing that night and me just being completely unfazed that it was you. It, I don't even know how you want to word that, that you cut it and it fell from mm-hmm. your hands. Why would I ever even think that that was something you needed to apologize for when I know that your intention is to do eye surgery for me or mm-hmm. to heal of course no one anticipates doing that mm-hmm. to someone let alone their own daughter mm-hmm. yeah but sometimes in in some situations if we get hurt by somebody we do blame them oh whether yeah. it's their fault or not there are instances where I'm, people do i'm just saying how could anyone blame karen sarlow oh <laughs> uh, well i'm i i appreciate that you know me mm-hmm uh, well enough to know that about me of course so thank you yeah well and the podcast was to say thank you too mm, and publicly were... and and publicly on purpose because and I and I said I wanted to brag about you mm. it's one of my favorite things to do and I have a show that I can do it <laughs> really easily because people need to know people need to hear those stories like you say everyone wants magic we just need to know in which combination to take it mm-hmm and, and you are. You are that magical being that makes so many things possible. Well, and I think all of the different types of energy healing that people are trying to learn and share all over the world um, is part of how we grow as a community. It's part of how we grow as a society. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So thank you for letting today be about me, but be about you. Yeah, thank you. I, I appreciate that very much. Mm. It's one of my favorite things to do. I love you. I love you too. If anyone has questions or comments about today's show or wants to tell us what colors you saw, you can email us at info at We hope you have a wonderful weekend.